0: all right we're back for another episode of tease takes i'm your host uh my email is still totally barren completely barren no emails ever so if you want to reach out email is tease takes t-e-a-s t-a-k-e-s at gmail.com feel free drop me a line let me know what you want to hear me talk about if you want to hear me rant about anything in particular, or if you want my opinion on something, because I have, I always have an opinion on other people's issues, and I don't give a fuck how they feel about it. So, uh, I also want to let some people know that some people did reach out with hand lotion suggestions, and some of them were good, and some of them I still feel like I jerked off a horse. So if that's your thing, and you, you like that, maybe you should look into a career as a horse masturbator, because I'm sure it pays well, like, nobody wants to do that. I, I don't think well, like, I'm not saying you're gonna fucking be raking in cash, but I'm sure you you know, you make a decent living, and you get your hands feeling like that all the time. I think it's a good idea. It's a real thing, for those of you who don't know, like, people who own horses, I don't own horses or any shit like that, but for people who own horses, they want to have their horse get fucked by other horses that are that are good horses, you know, horse racing horses. So they buy, well, if they can't afford to pay the owner of the horse racing horse to fuck their horse, then they just buy the sperm of the horse racing horse. And uh, I feel like I've been talking about horses a lot. I don't know why I know so much about I don't know, horse-fucking and breeding, but I think it's interesting. I don't care if you don't think it's interesting, really. Um, So anyways, I'm going to start off this week just letting people know, for those of you who don't know me, I kind of like shoes. Like, I have a lot of of sneakers, like running shoes, specifically. Um, I don't like dress shoes or anything like that. Um, I have about, I don't know. Like, last rough count was like 80 pairs, and I'm starting to run into a problem where I don't even know what shoes are in the specific shoe box, which isn't an issue for most shoes because, like, I don't know, for those of you who don't know shoes, but, like, Ultra Boost have, like, a tag with the name on it, and then, I don't know, other shoes that I have like, Nikes have a tag with the name and sort of the colorway, but my problem comes with my Jordans, and specifically Jordan 1s, because I don't really like any other pair of Jordans. I think Jordan 1s are the most iconic sneaker of all time, even though up until, like, a couple years ago, I really didn't like them. I I just didn't like high-top sneakers at all, and now, I don't know what it was. One, like, I just fucking took a shot at one pair of Jordan 1s, and I fucking fell in love with them. And since then, I now have... It's now, like, a third of my collection is Jordan 1s, for sure. But the boxes are all almost identical. And then on the, the size tag, it has, like, the colorway and stuff in small font, but then you don't know... Like, I'm not gonna fucking crouch down and read that shit all the time. And then I've seen some people who have like clear shoe boxes where they put all this shit in, but that's mad expensive and I'm not trying to spend that kind of money on a fucking box for my shoes. Like they come in the box. And I like to display them in the box. I'm I'm a little bit uh particular about things like this. So I get obsessive, like when I start collecting something, I I obsess a lot, like I, I still do, but I used to be more into collecting uh, soccer jerseys or soccer football kits, and I have, like, probably 400 jerseys or kits now. Um, I, it kind of tapered off, because I feel like I have all the old ones that I want, and then now, just whenever my team releases a new set of jerseys every year, I buy the set, obviously because I'm an addict, and that's what addicts do, but with shoes and sneakers, like, it's kind of wild, because there's so many shoes that are dropping all the time, and so many sneakers that are dropping all the time, and then there's reselling, like, there's a huge marketplace for buying and selling shoes, even worn shoes, like, you could buy them, wear them a couple times, and depending on the shoe, you can get, like, more money than you paid for them, and it's wild, like, it's just, I don't know, for those of you who aren't into it, you probably don't give a fuck, but I think it's crazy interesting, and I think it's crazy that this is, like, a a market, you know, and I know it's always been a market, like, fucking, since back in the day, everybody's wanted, you know, the hottest sneakers and the, the craziest shoes, but I feel like now with the internet and technology, like, there's just so many more avenues to buy and resell these sneakers, like, I can buy shoes that only release at a fucking store in Berlin, right, like, and then I can buy them here in Canada, have them shipped here, or even if they only ship within those stores, like, you can set up, like, these online accounts where they let you have an address in that country, and I think it's crazy, there's so many like so many more advantages to just being in fucking 2019 versus doing that shit back in the day like i people used to have to go and wait out in the snow in the cold for a pair of shoes and then who knows when they get to the front of the line maybe and, and people wait like overnight like at stores that still happens all the time i don't i, I don't ever wait at stores and I, I never do that i would just well I feel like maybe if I wasn't working or something, I I might, but I don't think it's worth it to wait in line for shoes. Like, I I would almost rather pay the resale value and just buy them like that, because, I don't know, I'm a lazy fuck, you know? So, if anybody has a suggestion for how I can better organize my shoes or put a display on them, I was thinking about just buying post-its and writing on the post-it what it is, and then leaving it on the outside of this shoebox. And I think that that's a, a pretty good, pretty good idea. But if anybody has a better idea of how I can display these bad boys, and actually know what I'm looking for, because sometimes I know, like, I'm like, oh, I'm looking for my Chicago Jordan 1s, and I need to go through, like, 15 boxes before I find the actual one. And, uh, it's a waste of my fucking time. I'm not trying to waste my fucking time. I'm not trying to waste your fucking time. I don't know why I talked about you, but you know, anyway, so if anybody has a suggestion and, uh, if anybody else likes sneakers, hit me up. Maybe we'll talk more about shoes in the future. I definitely will actually, uh, maybe I'll talk about what my favorite shoes are or something like that. I think for Adidas, like the Adidas sambas are a classic for me, not the superstar. I hate the superstar. I hate that stupid fucking shell top. That's another thing. I feel very passionate about certain things. Like, you look like a fucking idiot with the shell tops. And I don't care what anyone says. They look like trash, and you look a little bit like a clown. With the classic superstars. And, uh, I think... Well, just to wrap this up. I'm definitely more of a Nike person than I am an Adidas person. But I'm not, uh... I'm not loyal to any brand. I'm totally, totally a slut, I'll go around and fucking, some Adidas I love, some Nikes I love, but I feel like a majority of my collection, like, I want to say, like, probably 75% of my collection is, uh, is Nike, I'm actually, like, looking at my shoes right now, trying to do a rough calculation in my head, yeah, it's definitely 75-80% to is Nike, and the rest is Adidas. So, now you have a little insight into my closet. And this is a nice segue into the next thing that I want to talk about. One time my grandfather came by. He doesn't really come, like, to my my section of the house because it's in the basement and he doesn't come downstairs for any reason. Usually he just comes upstairs, walks around, whatever. He's a good dude. Um, he came by and then he wanted to see, like, my office and my... And in my office is where I can store all my shoes. Like, I have an office with my computers and stuff, and then I have all my shoes off to the side. And he was convinced that the boxes were empty. Like, the shoe boxes. <laughs> he was convinced. He's like, no, there's no shoes in here. And then I sh- started opening the boxes, showing him that, yeah, there's shoes in all these boxes. And he's like, he was fucking blown away. He told me I had more than the store. But this is also a guy who probably owns like, a pair of boots and a pair of shoes and wears them until they fall apart because they're just from a different generation, right? Like, that's kind of how they were raised, was that you you use what you have forever until it fucking dies, and then even after it dies, you try and salvage it. Like, my grandmother washes Ziploc bags and hangs them on the line next to underwear, because she has a line, of course. Not that she doesn't have a dryer, she just doesn't like it because, you know, just old Italian people are a little bit crazy. And that is my next topic today. I want to talk about my grandparents. Uh, for those of you who don't know, it's Nonno is my grandfather, and Nonna is my grandmother. And I don't want to say they're a stereotypical couple or stereotypical Italian people, but they are pretty stereotypical. The only difference, or I think, like a key difference with them is that my grandfather isn't like, I don't know, the grandfather that you would picture in your head, like the, the grumpier one. It's more, and then the grandmother being like happy-go-lucky kind of thing. My grandfather is definitely the like more calm, relaxed. Like he laughs at literally everything. He laughs at his own jokes. I think that's probably where I get it from. He thinks he's hilarious. I know I'm hilarious. So, should I should have him on as a guest one day. That I think that would be a good good guest. Um <clears throat> and then my grandmother on the other hand, like if she's not yelling about something, then something's probably wrong. Really <laughs> like I love her but she's very grumpy or not grumpy but you know she has uh like her, her tone of voice is always like blah 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 and like she just kind of barks things whereas my grandfather's a lot more soft spoken he's very quiet like he used to come every morning and he would drive me and my sisters to school and i remember he would wake me up in the morning cuz i need like 17 alarms and one night i don't know i must have had a, a rough sleep or something but he came into my room and he would come into my room, and he would be like, he can't say my name either, because my name is Theron, and then the TH isn't a word, or isn't a, a noise in Italian, so the th, they can't do it. Like, he tells me it's 229, all the way until it becomes 240, because he can't say 230 properly. It's like, 230, right? And it doesn't come out right. So anyways, he would wake me up. And he would wake me up, like, we would have to leave the house by 7.45, basically. So I'd need to be up by 7.30, because I'm pretty quick at getting ready. And he knew this. But he came into my room, and he would wake me up at, like, 7.10. And he'd be like, "Teddy, it's seven 7.10. And then he'd leave, and then he'd come back, Teddy, it's a 7.15. And then, you know, and so on and so on. And then one day, like, I did knock it up. It was, like, 7.40. And I knew, like, I heard him come into my room. And you know when you're awake but you're not really? Your eyes are still closed. And I was just lying there. And then he goes, "Hey, 7 to 40. And then he turned around and walked out. Like, I I, I literally, like, I was fucking already standing up. Because the way he fucking yelled my name scared the fuck out of me. So, that's kind of a little bit about my grandfather. And then my grandmother, on the other hand, like, if I call her and tell her that I'm hungry, that's probably the biggest mistake I can make in my life. But if I tell her that I'm craving anything in particular, they live about, like, 15 minutes away driving. And I can guarantee you, within two to three hours, like, it'll be at my house, cooked, ready for me. I I should really take advantage of that a little bit more than I do. I don't, for the record, I usually cook my own food. But you know, if I'm really craving, especially, like, my grandmother is, like, rough, you know, she's very, very harsh with things, and she'll tell you very straightforward how it is. My grandfather's a little bit more soft-spoken and quieter, and, uh, and I guess they have more of an opposite dynamic than you would expect from an older Italian couple. You would expect the, the husband to be, like, you know, the grizzly guy, and then the, the wife, to be a little bit softer and kind of happy-go-lucky, but they're sort of the opposite. And, like, my grandmother still works at 78 years old because she likes to go into work and she likes to go and gossip at work and all that. And my grandfather, like, he retired the moment he could, and now he just goes around in his car and he goes and sees all his friends, and, you know, he has, has a good time. But anyways... And my grandmother works at a bakery, so just, you know, super stereotypical Italian. But, like, she's the type of person who one day we went in to the bakery. And, I don't know, I never, like, go bother her right away. I'll, like, order a coffee, whatever. And then I go in the back, and I talk to my grandmother for a bit. But we ordered a coffee from this new girl who didn't know how to work the machine. And then she went in the back to try and get help, and she brings out my grandmother. And my grandmother is like, starts yelling at us. (laughs) Me and my dad are there, and she's just yelling at us like, Oh, just come around back and make the coffee yourself. (laughs) Like, I'm not going to fucking help you. (laughs) And that's the type of lady that my grandmother is. But at the same time, like, if I called her, I sound a little bit raspy and stuffy right now. If I called her right now and talked to her for five minutes, she would ask me like 15 times if I needed pastina. And no matter how many times I said no, she would still deliver pastina to the house. Like, that's, you know, like, I I never doubt how much my grandparents love me. It's basically what I'm getting at. And for those of you who don't know, pastina is the cure for everything from fucking cancer to the common cold. And true story, actually, when I was in the hospital with, uh, when I was diagnosed with diabetes, my grandmother tried to have pastina delivered to me in the hospital when the doctors were, like, trying to regulate my diet and trying to, like, watch all the shit that I'm eating in order to calculate my carb ratios and all these things that I had no idea what I was talking about, um, or no idea what they were talking about. So my grandmother tried to smuggle in pastina, <laughs> and then when the nurse yelled at my grandparents for bringing, you know, bringing me food, she was like, oh, you can't have anything with, like, like, carbs, basically. So then my grandmother went home because she saw the food that they were giving me and decided that it was not nearly enough for me to live. You know, I was going to get sick again. So she went home. She lived, like, walking distance to the hospital. So she went home and fucking made me a salad with grilled chicken (laughs) and tried to bring that in, and then the nurses yelled at her again. And my grandmother is... She's a fucking tough bitch. You know, like she's like four feet tall and she scares the shit out of anyone. So the nurse tried to yell at her and she's like, you think I give a shit? I don't give a shit. Watch, let me yell. Scream, scream, scream at me. Watch. <laughs> like she would be the dawn in our family. Like she's the mob boss. Um, It's kind of funny when like my grandmother is mad all the time, but it really like nobody really takes her seriously. Until my grandfather gets mad, and then everybody knows, like, oh, shit's about to go down. And I remember one time when I was a kid, we used to go over there a lot more, uh, when my dad was at work, like, we would get dropped off there after school and stuff, and I remember we were there after school, and my grandmother was home, and then my grandfather came home, we were waiting for my dad, and my grandmother would make dinner, and I remember they were yelling at each other about something I didn't really understand at the time, and then, uh, My grandmother was making spaghetti, and she threw a whole bowl of spaghetti right at my grandfather, (laughs) and it hit him right in the chest, and it was the funniest fucking thing ever, just to see, like, because then, like, the dynamic totally changed, because he, he was, like, laughing about how she was mad about, I don't know, whatever, and he was just not taking it seriously, as he always does, and then she threw a bowl of spaghetti at him and hit him in the chest and he just fucking sat there and stared at her and he was like like just a look on his face and he's just breathing like and just giving her this look and she knew like oh fuck like he's fucking pissed (laughs) and then she completely like turned around she unbuttoned his shirt she took it off, she cleaned up all the spaghetti, and he didn't even move. He still sat at the table with his hands beside the empty plate, just looking. And she, uh, like, took off his shirt and fucking cleaned up all the spaghetti around him, and then gave him another bowl, and then gave him a little kiss on the cheek, and then they started eating, and that was it. You know, and I think that's, like, they're like an old couple that I idolize. Like, I want to have that, the type of dynamic that they have that is just, like... They even each other out almost perfectly like my grandfather is super chill you know obviously he's serious when it needs to be but he's very like calm and relaxed whereas my grandmother's like really high strung and I think they just even each other out and I mean they've been doing it for 60 years so obviously they're doing something right it could also have to do with the fact that they don't believe in divorce because god and shit but so I just want to tell one more quick story about my grandfather before I move on and, uh, it's basically, we live in a, our, our neighborhood is really like tight knit. We have all of our, all the people on our street have lived here for like 20 plus years, basically. Um, but back when, I don't know, it's probably going back probably 15 years, when my neighbors first moved in, because we've been living in this house for, for like 25 years now. So when our neighbors first moved in, there were these two gay guys, uh, Paul and William. And they were great people. Um, really good neighbors, actually um, they moved out recently, so, anyways, but when they first moved in, we were working on a deck in the front yard, and I remember my dad and I were working on it, and my nonno was coming by to help us, and when he came by, Paul was outside, and he was talking to my dad, and then my nonno came over, and my dad was like, oh, like, dad, this is Paul, Paul, this is my dad, his name is Guido, obviously, so stereotypically Italian, and Paul was, he was super flamboyant. And he was so excited, he's like, oh my god, Guido, it's so nice to meet you, I heard so much about you. And he, like, basically, like, jumped on my grandfather to give him a hug. And then my grandfather was very confused, because he's never met this man before. And he's like, oh yeah, I heard about you too. He's never heard a fucking word about this guy. Uh, (laughs) So (laughs) as they're talking for a little bit, my grandfather looks at my dad and says in Italian... Uh, I think this guy's gay, like, he's confused by it, and my grandfather's old, you know, grew up in southern Italy, so, you know, I'm not surprised that he's a little bit ignorant about these things, but he said, like, the word he used in Italian for gay was finocchio, which is kind of uh, derogatory, but I think it's more just because my grandfather is ignorant about language, not that he's against that or anything. Although, you know, God doesn't like it, so maybe he doesn't like it too. I don't know. I don't, I've don't. i never gotten into this conversation with my grandfather. It, w- it wouldn't surprise me if he's older and ignorant. But anyways, so he says to him, Oh, I think this guy's gay. And then Paul looks at my no and replies, In Italian, yeah, I am. I studied in Italy for 15 years. <laughs> and my grandfather looks and goes, oh, that's a nice, you know, Italiano. (laughs) Like, like he just completely forgot about the fact that he was just trying to talk shit about this guy behind his back, right in front of his face, and is, like, enamored by the fact that he knows Italian. And then after that, my, no, no, Paul got along, swimmingly, and Paul even got pastino when he was sick. So, that's that. Now, to close this out, I want to kind of, uh, Now that we've talked about family for a little bit, I want to go back and talk about that whole horse masturbation thing. Um, Not about masturbating horses, but I just, uh, I don't really know, like, I guess you're not a horse masturbator, because horses can't masturbate, I'm assuming. I've never seen anything like that. I don't think they do, Um, but we do. Um, And by we, I mean, like, people. Um, I mean, I do all the time. So I kind of wanted to talk about that, and I'm just, like, I want to say curious, but curious is definitely the wrong word, but, like, a handjob to a horse is very different than a handjob to a human being, and I think, I I think today we're going to talk about handjobs a little bit, and how they are fucking garbage, and I've tried to explain this to people before, and nobody, not that nobody seems to agree with me, but people don't seem to get my point, is that hand jobs are a waste of everyone's time. And I've tried to explain this in different ways, but basically, like nobody jerks my dick off better than me. So if unless you're gonna do something that I don't do myself, or I can't do myself, I, I can do it better than you. Why are we wasting our time? It's like a hand job is like when you have an itch on your back and you can't reach it, but you get somebody else to scratch it. But then you need to explain to them like all the different things that they're doing wrong as they're scratching your back. And sometimes it hurts and sometimes it's not hard enough. And sometimes, you know, they just chase the itch all around your back for five minutes and then finally they get it. Right? They finally scratch that itch and you're like, Yeah, I guess it was good, like you got the itch, but I could have done it myself. Like if I if I was able to do that myself, I, I could have done it myself and we wouldn't have even been in this conversation. So I f- think that that's, uh, that's how I feel about hand jobs. is they're a waste of everyone's time. And if you're going to do it, don't. Don't do it. I mean, it's a nice segue into other things, obviously. Like, I'm not saying fucking jump right on it, but obviously, you know, it it's a, a segue. It's a, a filler. It's not—it shouldn't be the climax, you know? We're not in fucking high school here, unless you are in high school and listening— In which case, you're probably fucking anyways. Because, I don't know, kids in high school now are fucked up. There's shit going on. I don't even know what the fuck they're doing. They're giving each other tattoos. This is a new thing. I don't even understand this shit. But when I was in high school, like, a handjob was, like, a big deal. Which is fine. For that time. But you know what? Once you've evolved beyond that, I think you're wasting everyone's time when you give or receive a handjob. And that's how I feel about that. And if you feel any way about that, Hit me up, send me an email, teastakes, T-E-A-S-T-A-K-E-S, at gmail.com. I think that's a nice place for us to to wrap up today. And uh, I'll see you guys next week.